amazing grace. If you would bow your heads with me, Father, we thank you for your total sufficiency of your Son and our Savior. Thank you for this sacred place called sanctuary. We gather here on this Sunday morning to express our soul intent of worshiping your name and hearing from your word. So speak, Lord, your servant is here. Stand up in me and grant me preaching power. Yes. Breathe on me, breath of God. Fill me yes. with life anew. Yes. Let me decrease, God, and you increase. It is in the vastness, marvelous, majestic name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Let every heart say amen. amen. Say amen again. Amen. Say it one more time. Amen. Amen. Uh, thank God for his power and his love. Thank God for our pastor. This opportunity to stand behind the sacred desk to Reverend Davis, to Reverend Haynes, and to uh, Reverend Woods in his absence. And to all of you, God's children, thank God for my wife for singing the part that she knew. And, uh, appreciate that very much. We'll work on it at home next time. <laughs> Should be able to sing the second verse. All right. And we'll be in the right key. All right. <laughs> Amen. Bless you all. Happy New Year to you again. Amen. Now I I have sat there and, and I've tried so hard to maintain my composure. And uh, 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 I still got a little more to go. So I need you all to go with me. Yes. Amen. We just thank God for Him just being God. Amen. In spite of what's going on around us, in spite of death, in spite of troubles, we just thank God for what He is doing. Yes. Amen. We want to go to the Word of God. We want to go to Genesis. Genesis, the 39th, 39th chapter. Genesis 39 and 20. Amen. If you, if you haven't, say amen. 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 Everybody should have it because it's on the screen. All right. If you would, stand with me on the Word of God. Amen. If you want to stand, stand with me on the Word of God. Everybody stand with me on the Word of God. Amen. Amen. Not my Word, but God's Word. Stand with me. Amen. Genesis 39 and 20. Amen. 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 Look what it says. Uh, then Joseph's master took him and put him into the prison. A place where the king's prisoners were confined, and he was there in prison. Somebody yes. say in prison. in prison. Now watch this next verse. But the Lord was with Joseph. See, church folks don't know when to shout right there. If he's with Joseph, he's definitely with you. <laughs> Amen. Whatever you're going, whatever's going on in your life, God is with you. Yeah. Look what it says. But the Lord was with Joseph and did what? Showed him mercy. And he gave him favor. Somebody shout favor. In the sight of the keeper of the prison. You hear what it's saying? And the keeper of the prison committed to Joseph's hand all the prisoners who were in the prison. Whatever they did there, it was his doing. The keeper of the prisoner did not look into anything. Did I say that right? Did the, keep, the keeper of the prison did not look 
into anything that was under Joseph's authority. Because the Lord was with him. And what so whatever he did, the Lord made it to prosper. Somebody say prosper. Look at your neighbors before you sit down. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, this is our thought for today. It just depends whose hand is in. Amen. Thank you for standing. Thank you, Ursula, for standing. It just depends on who hand is in. Look what happened here. Joseph, uh, when I went back to find out why Joseph went to jail or went to prison, Joseph went to prison. If you look there in the earlier verses, it's because Joseph was running away from sin. Come on, somebody. Joseph was running away from sin. And he ended up in prison. And I'm going to show you the sin that he ran away from. Joseph had several situations when he was in a condition where if it was us, we would have gave up. Joseph, by his brothers, put was put in a pit. Which means they didn't want Joseph because Joseph was the favorite child of his father. They didn't want Joseph, you know, to go back home and because he was the favorite. You know how, you know, mom and dad, I mean, not from some of y'all, but, you know, we always got that one favorite child. Yes, you know, you're the one you can send to the store and you get some change back. Yes. Amen. You, you got something you send to the store and you ain't getting nothing back. Plus, they're going to take about four hours. And the store is two blocks away. But Joseph, Joseph, Joseph was in a pit, but God brought him out. One of his brothers said, listen, don't leave our brother here. Let's sell him. And they sold him into slavery. Now, look at this, if you will. If we were thrown in the pit by some of our friends, I wonder, would we give up? Or will we give in? But if you know who hand you are, in yes. whatever circumstances you are in, yes. you know you are good to go. Yes, so then here it is, Joseph, after that, when he went down in the pit, God brought him out, and then he was in slavery, and then all of a sudden Potiphar brought him into his home to take care of his home. Yeah. Potiphar was the captain of the army, yeah. and uh, what happened was preach, preach. Let's see, Joseph, according to history, was a, or may have been, what do you call it, uh, a Munich. If you were a prisoner, you were, please, and I'm telling you, this came from the scripture, you were castrated if you were a slave or a Munich. I don't know if he was or not, I ain't got nothing to do with that. <laughs> But the captain of the army for Pharaoh, who was Potiphar, saw Joseph and brought Joseph into his home. When he brought Joseph into his home, the Bible says that he knew that he knew God. Yes. Isn't that something? 
So that tells me when I walk in the store, folks can tell that, that I know God. And God knows me. Have you ever noticed when you walk in the store and there's nobody in there that all of a sudden the store is filled? They haven't paid any attention. My wife and I walk into somewhere to sit down and eat, and we're the only ones in there, then all of a sudden we're the last one to get our food. Because somebody else came into the restaurant. God has a way of drawing people around you. Joseph knew the Lord, and the Lord knew Joseph. Look what happened. Joseph became the head man in the house. He became the head man in the house, and, and I really want, don't want to go into that story of how things happen in the house because a lot of times some things get lost in the house. It, it do get lost in the house. Yes. Y'all don't believe me? Y'all say amen. Amen. I'm going to tell you what. Wash some clothes and see if you put two socks in and only one come back. Anyway, in the house. He took care of everything in the house. And according to history, he was there about 11 years taking care of Potiphar's house. Everything that Joseph did and wanted to do, Potiphar said it was okay. But one day, one day sin creeped in and, and Potiphar's wife said, and grabbed Joseph and said, listen, lay with me. And now, remember that he was in there 11 years, so you can imagine how long she probably been plotting this thing up. But if you read the Bible, you read the Bible, it says that there were no other men in the house. Which means she must have set this up somewhere because she done had her eyes fixed on Joseph. And the Bible says Joseph was a handsome looking guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He, he's a good looking fella. It's in the scripture. It's in there. And you can just imagine here it is. Potiphar's not at home and his wife set things up. Yes, sir. And now she looks at him and grabs him by his coat. He was a favorite of his father, so he was given a coat of many colors, which means there was only one coat like it. Yeah. And she grabbed him and she said, lay with me. All right. yes, sir. Joseph for 11 years in his house yes, sir. was able to resist. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, if you resist the devil, yes. he will flee from you. Yes. But some of it can't flee because we're not doing the first part of that verse. Yes. The first part of that verse says, draw nigh unto thee. Yes. And then you'll be able to flee from the devil. Yes. So if you're not connected, temptation will get you every time. <laughs> and I know I'm not the only one because I ended up in a place that I shouldn't have been. Uh -huh. No, y'all ain't got to say amen. I'll say amen myself. Amen! <laughs> but thank God that he was with me. Yes. Joseph. When, he, when she did this and she found out that you know, she wanted to be with him, Joseph came up out of his coat. Yeah. And the coat was left in her hand. Yeah. So Joseph, I told you earlier, ran from sin. Right. Yeah. Right. The Bible says there's no temptation given unto you the way you don't have an escape. Right. It's easy to say no. Yes. Just as easy on, to say yes. So say no sometimes. I say no. No. Somebody say no. No. Amen. Y'all tell y'all children, y'all say that. Don't no, you do that, man. Just say no. Amen. So Joseph ran and the coat was left in her hand. 
it just depends who hands it in. But then when Potiphar came home, yes, sir. Potiphar came home and she had ran in the room and told all the men to come in and say, look, my husband brought in this Hebrew and look what he marked our house trying to lay with me. So when Potiphar came in and he heard this, now understand something. If you did something against the king, you were going to be killed. But God had mercy upon Joseph through Potiphar. So instead of killing him, Potiphar probably believed his wife because he knew his wife. He knew how his wife was. Come on, you know your husband. <laughs> Come on, sir. You know your husband. You know your wife. You know what they might do, might not do. You do know that. Yeah. You know, I just. Oh, oh. <laughs> Listen, I used to hate when my wife, and I'm glad she do it now. She still do it. I used to hate when she, when she would walk by and she was a little touched about something. She was like, "I'm gonna pray for you." <laughs> and let me tell you something, husband. If your wife ever said, "I'm gonna pray for you," you might want to get your little duckies in order. <laughs> just depends on whose hand is in. So here it is. Potiphar, instead of killing Joseph, took him and put him in the prison. And when he put him in the prison, look, Joseph went in not discouraged. Because Joseph learned how to be content in any circumstances that he was in. If it don't look good, don't worry about it because God is with disturbed. I used to wonder how is it that Paul can write so beautifully in prison. Yeah. Regardless of what was going on, he was able to write letters to all the churches and encourage them. Yeah. And it's good when you can encourage somebody else. Especially if they don't know what you're going through. But here's the good part. It says, but the Lord was with Joseph yes. and he showed him mercy yes. look at this if you will you should know that you have the mercies of God right. Joseph went from privilege in the father's house to a pit where his brothers threw him in right. yes. then he went from uh, uh, being a slave and he went from there to be up in the king's House. Right, right, right. Then he turned around and ended up in prison. Yes, sir. But yet still he prevailed at the end. Yes, sir. Now we can see the mercies in this because uh, if Potter wanted to believe his wife, he certainly would have killed Joseph. Yeah. But it just depends on who hand is sin. So Joseph, 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 look at Joseph, look at Joseph, look at Joseph, look at Joseph. You should be shouting right now knowing that if God can take care of Joseph, God can take care of me. But it just depends on whose hand is seen. And if I'm in the Lord's hand, I don't care what the enemy does, I can stand tall and walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. Now look what the Bible says. The Bible says that Joseph was in prison. In prison, you know, you you supposed to be all sad about ready to hang yourself. You know, you, you think this is the end. But Joseph went down there and all of a sudden became 
the uh, administrator yes. in the prison. Yes, sir. Joseph went down there and the, the Bible says that the guard, somebody say guard, guard, gave all of the prisoners to Joseph's hand. Yes, sir. The guard who's supposed to be watching everybody, yes. who's not watching them now because he gave them over to Joseph's hand. Yes, so now Joseph in prison is still on top. Yes. I don't care what circumstances you're going through, what it look like, just remember you are on top. Yes. Look at your neighbor and say, I'm on top. <laughs> I'm on top. It just depends on whose hand you're in. Well, look at something, if you will. At the end of your arm is your hand. Amen. Your hand has 27 bones in it. Look, look, look at your hand, look at your hand, look at your hand. You, you, you got eight carpel bones and then you got five metacarp, uh, metacarp, can you say the word right? Metacarpal bones. Yeah. And yeah. then you got 14 phalange bones in your fingers, yeah. which yeah. makes 27 bones in your hand. Yeah. Now we know the hand in the Bible is very symbolic, but let's look at the hand, if you will. In the Bible, we know if you hear the hand of the Lord, yes, sometimes it could be his wrath that is upon you. Yes. But the hand of the Lord was upon me can also mean that God has his anointing yes. on you. Yes, well, let's look at some uplifted hands symbolize either praise or petition unto God. Yeah. Or uplifted hands could mean I'm getting ready to not yeah. <laughs> it all depends on whose hand is in. Look, drooping hands. Somebody say drooping hands. Drooping hands, drooping hands mean weariness. Yeah. Listen, and then if you lay hands on another's head, mean that you're transferring something to this individual. And then there's lifting of the hands or a shaking of the hands mean that you are taking an oath. Yes, Somebody say it's in the hand. Yes, Listen, for one's hand to be on another could mean that he is going to do harm unto you. Yes, Placing one's hand in another could mean that you're making common cause with this individual. If one cannot reach out, his hand means he cannot support himself. It just depends on who hand is in. If you put your hand over your mouth, it is a gesture to mean be quiet. If you place your hand under Somebody mean you are submitting to them. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Giving something into one's hand mean you are entrusting them with what you're giving. Yes. To deliver into one's hand mean that you're giving them power over you. Yes. But it just depends on whose hand it is in. Uh -huh. Look at Joseph now. He is in prison, but yet he learned how to be content 
with everything he was going through. But the good part I like is God was with him. When I think about my stroke, I know a lot of people say, but God. Well, I want to change it just a little bit. Instead of but God in my life, I have then God. When things weren't looking too good. Then God. When I went my own way. And then almost died. Then God. When I gave my tithes and my offering. Then I saw God. Then God made a way. When I was obedient to God. Thought he left me by myself. But when I looked to the hills. From when coming my help. Then God. But it just depends on hand is sin. Somebody shout hallelujah. But let me share with you a basketball in my hand. It's worth about $19. But a basketball in Michael Jordan's hand is worth about $1.9 billion. A baseball bat in my hand, yes, will get me about eight dollars. But a baseball bat in Barry Bonds' hand is about eighty million dollars. A football in my hand, you might get eighteen dollars. But a football in every Smith hand is about eighteen million dollars. Help me preach if you will. It just depends whose hand is seen. A tennis racket in my hand can barely get the ball across the net. But a tennis racket in the wind system's hand is a Wilton Championship. Golf clubs in my hand is an embarrassment. But golf clubs in Tiger Woods' hand it is a massive championship. It just appears who has seen a skyline in my hand is a murder weapon. But a skyline in Daniel Hill's hand is the first open heart surgery. Good God Almighty, a ruler in my hand will get you a straight line. But a ruler in Benjamin Banner's hand is a black magician, the survey man Washington, D.C. Yes, a pen in my hand will give you a few notes. But a pen in Joanne Robinson's hand is a book called Staying Courage. It just depends who had it seen. A piano in my hand might make a little noise. But a piano in Thomas Dorsey's hand is pressure Lord. Take my hand, lead me on, and let 
understand Peanuts in my hand Ain't nothing but a snack But peanuts in George Washington's hand It's peanut butter It's hair grease It's shoe polish It's shampoo It just depends on who had Say yes
are in my wife's hands. But I'm more grateful that our hands are in the Lord's hands. Even when the situation look look dim, there's still some light. He said, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You ought to be encouraged right there. See, church folks are going with a shadow. Because in order to have a, a shadow, <laughs> you got to have some light somewhere. <laughs> Even though you're walking through the valley. But then he said, I am with you. Oh, yes. Even until the end of the world. Yes. It just depends who has your end. Yes. If God has entrusted you with somebody, keep God before you. And watch God prosper you. Amen. It just depends who hands is in. Stay encouraged. My brothers and sisters. Look at somebody say, stay encouraged. Tell them, don't give up. And don't give in. Amen. Come on, give God a hand clap of praise, everybody. Let the church say amen. Let's say amen again. Thank you, Reverend Robinson, for that powerful, powerful message. Yeah,